0: Should you own your real estate assets personally or in an entity? This is a question we get all the time. Hey, I'm Dave. Welcome to the Investor Mel and Dave show. Like I said, this is a question that Mel and I get all the time about asset structure. Should you own it personally or should you own it in a corporation or an LLC? And this is a huge subject that I want to tackle today. If this is the first time you see us, my name's Dave from Investor Mel and Dave. My wife and I have now purchased over 240 units in five different countries. Canada, US, Costa Rica, Mexico, and Dominican Republic. We've quit our full-time jobs in our 30s and are now full-time real estate investors. Now hold up, full disclosure, I am not a lawyer, attorney, accountant, or CPA, so this is just my experience. Do not take it as legal or accounting advice. Why do I feel qualified to talk to you about this? Well, a little bit of history, Mel and I used to own 18 properties in our own name, which there's nothing wrong with that. But eventually, due to our goals, Uh, we had to actually transfer all of those 18 properties into corporations and entities. And this literally cost us over $400,000 in legal fees, accounting fees, breaking the mortgage penalties, and then also land transfer fees. So when I say this is a huge decision for any real estate investor to make, I know because I had to go through those mistakes myself initially. Okay, enough about me, let's go through this entire list. And this is gonna get you thinking about if you should invest personally or in an LLC, if it's in the US, or a corporation, if it's in Canada. Now, the first thing is pros and cons. Well, right off the hop, I'll tell you, if you're doing it personally, it will be easier in the beginning, meaning there's gonna be less startup costs. You can literally start doing it ASAP right away, investing in income properties in your personal name, okay? Whereas, LLCs and corporations, you will have to engage an attorney and accountant to start setting that up for you and then also there's going to be those startup costs. So again, the pros and cons would be this one is a lot quicker and easier. This one will have some costs and it will be a little bit more cumbersome in the beginning. So. Could be a pros and cons. All right, next up is legal. Now I'm not a lawyer, but I've talked to enough lawyers and attorneys to know that when you own your assets personally, you do have some exposure, right? You are opened up because everything is in your personal name, and the asset protection that you are hoping for will not be the same that if you owned it under an LLC or a corporation. So this is something you need to consider. Talk to the professionals ask them if I buy this subject property, am I going to be exposed to X, Y, Z, right? Or what am I going to be exposed to? And what is the worst that can happen if I own it personally? And then how will it benefit me if I own it in an LLC or corporation? So the legal aspect of this is huge. And that is why honestly Mel and I have everything in entities because of the legal aspect. Next up is accounting. Now I wanna touch on two different things with accounting. The initial startup fees and then your annual income tax return. So the initial startup, right, when you're doing it personally, will be very little because you're probably going to do it yourself. You're not going to have to necessarily have any initial startup fees right? So this one might be a little bit more attractive on the pocketbook. Now on the LLC and corporation side, if you decide to engage an accountant or a CPA, there will be fees to set up your actual corporation or your LLC, right? And I personally like using a lawyer and accountant because they do this all day, every day. They know the implications and they are seeing the blind sides that you're not seeing, right? They have people every day come in with legal issues and accounting issues and they are foreseeing that for you and then structuring your entity in order to avoid those down the road. So I personally like using them. However, yes, with accounting in the beginning, if you do hire or engage a CPA or accountant, you're gonna have some fees, right? You can't get around that. It is what it is, but that's where you need to go. Is it worth it or not, right? Now, the second portion of the accounting I want you to think about is, when you go to file your return, when you file them personally, In my experience, typically it will be cheaper to file your income taxes if you own the assets personally. It'd be a couple hundred bucks, I think the most I've ever paid was, was it four or five hundred dollars when I did it personally. Now when you're doing it in an entity, right, an LLC or corporation, there's gonna be three different levels, right, depending on what you wanna do. There's notice to reader, there's review of engagement, and then there's an audit, okay? Now depending on what your financial uh, institution needs or what you require for your income, for your returns, is gonna depend on which one of those you pick. Notice to reader is gonna be your typical one. So with the Notice to Reader, when you have an entity, it's gonna typically probably be at least a thousand bucks is what I've seen, right? Sometimes it's been 1500, sometimes it's been a little bit more, but when you have an entity, your accounting, your income tax return will be more expensive than if you're doing it personally because there's just more steps, there's more things that need to make sure to check off the boxes, right? And there's more things to make sure it's all good. Next up is probate. Now to explain probate very quickly, again, I'm not a lawyer or accountant. When you own things personally, there's a certain threshold amount. And if the assets are north of that threshold amount, it automatically triggers probate, which has fees to it and and implications uh, and time and money, right, for, for the executor of the will. So if you own the assets personally and they're north of a certain threshold, it will trigger probate. Now, if you own the assets in an LLC or a corporation or an entity, this can bypass probate because it's already owned by, not you, the person, it's owned by the entity. Therefore, there's no question and the probate uh, does not apply. So this is something where, hands down, corporations, LLCs, entities, uh, most of the time, typically, will be able to bypass this and it's a, it becomes a no-brainer for that one. All right, credit report. What do I mean by this? 99.9% of the time, again, in my experience, when I've owned assets in corporations or entities, it has not showed up on my Equifax or my FICO, okay? When I own the assets personally, they all showed up. Now, why is this important? Because it's going to affect your ratios. And I'll touch on that a little bit later in the lending, but it will affect your ratios. It's gonna show up on your personal income tax. And again, when you're owning assets, you don't want it to negatively affect your personal Equifax or FICO score, right? Your credit report. So in this scenario, personally, I've always seen it shown up. And in this one, 99% of the time it does not show up. So it might be a benefit towards the owning it an entity if you don't want your assets showing up on your credit report. All right, insurance. Okay, I'm touching on two different things. Now what I've seen with owning uh, real estate the actual insurance premium don't change. If you own it in an entity or if you own it personally, right? And I've talked to a lot of insurance brokers and insurance companies and they go, we're not necessarily underwriting the person that owns it, whether it's, you know, this one or this one, we're underwriting the asset and insuring the asset. So they don't charge more for either or, but they do want different coverage. And what I mean by this is, and the lawyers are gonna want this too, okay? If you own the asset personally over here, the lawyers, right, the legal part, is going to want for you to have more liability insurance. So not just, you know, insurance covering the asset, but they're also might want you to have general liability insurance. When I've talked to them, I think they wanted a minimum of two million. As my portfolio grew, they wanted that to grow to five million and et cetera. So not just insuring the asset, but if you own it personally, you will want to look at liability insurance in order to make, the lawyers, right? uh, Make them happy. Okay. So that is an extra cost. If you own it personally, I strongly suggest that you have liability insurance, a general liability insurance for all your assets. Succession planning. I see this in two different parts. It could be either when you retire or you want to stop being an investor and pass along your portfolio to your kids or whoever you have designated to take it on. Or unfortunately if you pass away. So I I know no one wants to talk about that. Personally, right? Everyone unfortunately passes away. It's just a fact of life. Now, LLCs, corporations, entities, they don't pass away. So for succession planning, in my experience, it is so much easier to pass things along to your family, your loved ones, whoever you designate, because like I just mentioned, the entity doesn't pass away. So if the entity owns the actual asset, right, and if you pass away, nothing necessarily changes under the corp structure, right, or the LLC structure. Now I say that loosely, again, I'm not a lawyer accountant. There will be some changes, however, the actual ownership doesn't necessarily change. Whereas this one, if you own it over here personally, right, and you're trying to do succession planning, when you pass away, it's gonna create a tax burden, it's gonna immediately create a tax uh, implication. Uh, succession planning, they're gonna to have to change it from their name to your, from your name to their name. So a lot of different things happen with the succession when it's personally, whereas in a corporation, the corporation already owned it, the LLC already owned it, the entity already owned it and then the beneficiaries uh, might change or the stockholder, things like that. Anyway, not to get too much into weeds. So for succession planning, after talking to so many lawyers, so many accountants, they do agree, 99% of them after talking to them, agree that it's gonna be much easier on this side of things uh, in order to basically control your assets from the grave and make sure that you're not setting up your loved ones with a lot of tax burden and implications like on the personal side. Okay, last but not least, lending and TDI. What does TDI stand for? Total debt to income, right? It's your ratios or the other one, TDSR, total debt service ratios. Now let me touch on this one first before I get into lending. Remember I said your credit report over here? If you own all the assets personally, okay, they're gonna show up on your credit report. And then after that, this will affect your TDI, your total debt to income. Now, what does this mean? If they're all on your personal credit report, right? Your FICO, your Equifax, when you go to get a mortgage, let's say you want to buy a house for yourself and your family to live in, they will all show up and which will absolutely zonk your TDI. Now I'm speaking from experience. When Mel and I had the 18 assets in our own name, we went to go buy a new house for us and our family and the bank said, nope, your TDI and your total debt service ratios are completely out of whack. Right? Even though they were cash flowing, even though my ratios were all good on the income property side of things, it was affecting me personally and my credit report side of things uh, because of the ratios. So just keep that in mind that having them personal will have some other implications and uh, other aspects of, of lending. Now lending itself when you're buying assets, if you're buying them personally, you typically will have a ceiling. Meaning I remember Mel and I had about five, uh, assets, right? When, when the big banks said, "You know what? You've had, you've hit five. You hit the ceiling. We're no longer approving you, even though your ratios, your cash flow, all of that is good." So we literally had to move from financial institutions because the personal, uh, because one of them personally gave us a cap. Now then, after that, we went to a credit union, which allowed us to continue buying personally, but we still came to that initial roadblock, or that inevitable roadblock, where the TDI didn't allow us to actually buy our personal residence, right? Now in a corporation entity or LLC, lending is a little bit different, right? They're typically going to look more at the corp- at the entity itself, uh, depending of the institution. Sometimes they might want two years of history. Um, but at the end of the day, they're gonna make you personally guarantee the debt anyway. So even though you're buying it over on this side, they're gonna make you personally guarantee the debt. However, it will not necessarily show up on your personal credit report, meaning it doesn't affect this over here. So it's a way that we've been able to amass a portfolio, right, under the entity structures, without affecting this and not affecting this. And then also, it uh, they're, they're, depending on what type of assets you buy, five units or over, it's gonna be more commercial lending now because you have it under uh, an entity, um, which will, allowing you again to purchase more, and it'll be more asset-based lending versus looking at you to qualify for for the the income property instead of the deal itself. So in conclusion, there's a long list of things to look at when you're deciding, should you invest in income property personally or under an entity? And I know you might be thinking, well, Dave, on this side, it costs me money to start up, it costs me more money every single year to file my taxes, and it just seems a little bit more complicated and cumbersome. I agree with you, and in the beginning, that's exactly what I thought, and that's why I kept buying in my personal name. However, and I'm not saying do either or, okay? This is not advice, this is just my personal scenario. At the end of the day, when I started looking at entities, right, owning my assets and corporations in Canada and LLCs in the States, it made more sense for me to spend more money here, and more money here, right? In the beginning, and every single year with my reportings and tax implications. However, I save money here, I'm gonna help my family here, and I also help myself here, right? Oh, and this too. So it's kind of one of those, what would you rather, right? A little bit more money in the beginning to get set up, but then it might help you down the road um, with paying less taxes legally, right, obviously, and then also helping your family with succession planning, helping yourself with lending, and not having to have that high liability insurance because the asset's covered and your structure uh, is covered, right, with uh, anonymity and um, yeah. So now after watching all this, what do you think? If you're gonna buy an income property, are you gonna buy it personally or are you gonna buy it in a corporation? Make sure to comment below, I'm curious to see. So thanks for staying right till the end. I'm Investor Dave, and if you wanna watch another video just like this, make sure to watch the video where we made over $400,000 of mistakes.